of the Homebrew Magic Podcast. I am playing the part of Ryan Nelson due to, I guess, grandparent arrival, whatever that, like, CVS code or whatever is. I don't know why yeah. I said CVS code. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nelson's gone, but we're gonna we're gonna press on our best without him. And gone, since Nelson is onward, yes. Christian soldiers, <laughs> Mar- marching onto internet memes. So with Nelson gone, we are gonna bumble through and pretend to be collective hosts ourselves because Nelson always takes care of this, and we just fuck with him. So now I'm getting fucked with, and true, yeah, comes to the ropes. Yes. So normally, uh, okay, we, this is the part where he goes. I'm joined by my only friends in the world because I'm a sad sack, and it's uh, in this instance Tej and Chris, who are not my only friends in the world. I am far more popular than Nelson. <laughs> Uh, but I am Tej, well loved. I have, I've got like six friends. So <laughs> <laughs> Nelson, Nelson, Nelson's barely top five. Um, Teach, wow. Jesus, <laughs> sweet baby Jesus. Teach, what have you done uh, since we last spoke, magic related, that is worth talking about for a podcast? Ah. What up, Hydeman? <laughs> there you go. Um, well, uh, the only thing that I've done magic-related was what we are going to talk about tonight. Um, our little gauntlet league that we started, um, which is a lot of fun. I can't wait to, uh, uh, to continue on with the um, with the league. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, that's all I did in the in in the past week. I kind of had a busy week with life and work and whatnot. Um, that's. So, that's fair. You're just investing more in what we're going to be doing and what we're discussing and what the next potentially four to 12 episodes, because we never really set a end date on this thing. So It's true. I expect 100% commitment with uh, that level of involvement and everything else. So You got great. it. I have nothing yeah. else to do. Good. Uh, Chris, you, you tend to sometimes arena, or you have a son that plays magic with you from time to time? Um... I have not played Arena in forever. Um, oh, God. My son stopped loving me once he moved out, so I've barely seen him. because um, he's getting did... laid. Oh, God. <laughs> One could only hope. Um, <laughs> but I built... I, I did build a new deck uh, this past weekend. I found a cool little three-card uh, interaction that caught my eye. Um, between yeah, F a... that, by the way. <laughs> Alurin and Uro and Cavern Harpy kind of all together. and uh, But I couldn't find enough stuff to to flush out just that idea. Um, and then I remembered that I'd always wanted to take a crack at Niv-Mizzet Reborn. And having access to all five colors gave me enough pieces to kind of make like a whole deck around it instead of just like one meme little combo. Uh, and I'm hoping it's uh, two, two great tastes that taste great together, like lamb and tuna fish. So, nice. <laughs> uh, my only question is, Niv Mizzet when he he flips ten cards and you get one co- you get one card out of those for each of the guild colors, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so are you worried that he might make you throw away combo pieces when you when he ETBs if you have doubles up or if you double up or say he throws Alurin out and then Alurin's just gone because it's not um, a guild color. I, I have I have uh, some tutoring effects in there. Okay. So like and it's not like it gets exiled or anything. Anything you don't pick just goes to the bottom of your deck in a random order. 
That's so fair. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about it. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I've I've started trying to consider more often is how much am I relying on deck mechanics? How much am I relying on the commander mechanics? And is there any instances where one would hurt the other despite their overall synergy? And that feels like one where it's like, ah, crap, I'm throwing away components because my deck isn't perfectly built to the commander. He's just sort of fun and flavorful along the yeah, way. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something you need to take into consideration with, like, your lines of play and, like, yeah. how you want to order things. But um, that's just part of the you know, the learning curve and piloting it. So I suppose, yeah, play it and adjust it accordingly. So yes, sir. Um, I haven't started getting back into arena yet, but I'm going to, and I'm going to go into it so friggin' hard that Nelson and I are actually planning out like a roadmap for me because I'm going to do a mini thing called a deck diary where I kind of chronicle my getting back into arena and getting wrecked by people who know what the hell they're doing in the current format. Because I haven't played Standard since just before COVID lockdown. And I have no idea what the meta looks like anymore. Uh, there's been at least a rotation since I've, I've built anything. So I don't know what I have left in the collection. Nelson's big into Historic. We were talking about that when I stopped over at his place in real life, which was super weird. I've, I've been in three other gamers' homes in the last week that I have not been to previously, now that more and more people are getting vaccinated. And holy shit, uh, at least with two of them, I now never feel bad if I have, like, clutter in my house because some people don't know how to clean up for company. And so the bar has been sent very, very, very low. But Nelson's house was not one of them. His was cluttered because he has a you know, small child. That's fine. I get that. But we were talking about uh, his current exploits in Historic, which he's a big fan of, but I definitely want to do a standard uh, journey, and I'm even getting a green screen backdrop so I can be a streamer e-thought girl and <laughs> sell my... I don't ba I yes, don't take please. a bath. <laughs> I take a shower because I'm an adult, but I am willing to sell my uh, drain hair if anyone wants that. Once I get going, your shower water. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't collect the shower water. That's the thing. Well, you really should. Yeah, the drain, the drain hair is the best I can do, and I can like press it nice and flat and put a little Ziploc bag and send it <laughs> out. Twelve bucks. We'll work out a deal. But uh, I am pogs out of them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, very excited to get going on that and just learning more recording software and stuff to document the entire frigging process. I think it'll be a fun experience. I think I will get judged harshly, and it'll make me a better standard competitive player because of it. Because standard has always been fun as a hobby for me. I've never been standard competitive. I have a few competitive modern decks. I've I've built two budget legacy decks and done okay in local tournaments in years past. But yeah, beyond that, I need to I need to get more competitive and more cutthroat. But Speaking of being cutthroat and competitive, we came up with a gauntlet idea for uh, for EDH here, and I don't know if it was it my idea or your idea, Teach. Uh, I think it was um, my idea, was... <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said something because I was about to give credit to Schnell. I I thought I recommended something like this, and then I thought well, we could we can check the notes later, but. Uh, do you do you wanna do you wanna explain the rules then to our to our listeners at their homes and or 
drives to work? <laughs> um, the the base, basic concept was we would take um, five of our decks, uh, prop, uh, the five that we viewed as our most competitive, I believe, was what we did. Uh, it was what we feel best decks, top tier. Yeah. Are not necessarily, yeah, like the most, most competitive because we don't really grade our decks, or at least most of us don't. No. No. So we can we can probably just go through and talk about the criteria we personally used. Yeah. And yeah, we'll discuss that further. But yeah, take each each of us picked five decks. Yes. What did we do with those five decks? And then uh, we ordered them from uh, what we viewed as like the least competitive of the five we chose up to the most competitive. And we all started with like our number five decks here in week one. And then the winner of week one would use that deck the following round. And everybody else would like grab their number yep. four deck. Yes. So every deck is trying to fight through all other players' gauntlets of decks. So please turn your notifications off. <laughs> <laughs> Who anyway, was that? I'll kill him. Yes. Um, so if you win, your deck moves on to the next level, and you're trying to get your deck to see if your worst deck can beat everyone else's best decks. Um, Teej, who did you pick for week one? What was your worst of the worst of the best? Uh, so <clears throat> uh, I did. I picked uh, the five most recent decks that I updated with all the new sets. Ah, okay. Um, like Commander Legends, Kaldheim. Uh, Strixhaven, that sort of stuff. Uh, then I went on this app that I have. I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, you brought it up, but I've never paid attention. Coincidentally, this app is called Gauntlet. Um, if you have uh, if you have an iPhone, I highly now recommend... Now we have to deal with copyright issues. Great. <laughs> uh, if you have an iPhone, I highly recommend this app. Um, it, uh, it's a life counter... Um, it can track all those things, uh, but it also saves your decks for you if you want to upload your decks to the app, and you create a profile. Um, and what it does is 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 you can record you can record the outcome of your games, and it'll track each deck's individual like win percentage, um, plus your win percentage overall as a player. Um, <clears throat> so I've been using this app for close to two years now, probably. Um, and I love it. Uh, uh, they're going to come out. They're going to come out on, on on not iPhone at some point. Android. That's what I was going to say. Android. Schnell phone because <laughs> I don't Schnell use. Phone. <laughs> um, so I'm keeping my out for that, so I can get my friends on it too. Because you can also add your friends, and then only one player needs to be running the app. But when you upload the game or you you save the game, it'll save it for everyone playing if you're all friends. Um, just automatically. Um, so anyway, I went through, uh, picked my five decks, and looked at their win percentages. And the deck that had the lowest win percentage at 14% for me was Amareth the Lustrous, my enchantment deck. Um, so that's what I played week one. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, Chris, what did you bring to the table? For I used... Uh Fire Song and Sunspeaker in week one. It is a uh, Boros deck that basically tries to use your opponent's attacks and spells against them while just kind of, uh, I wouldn't say pillow 40, but uh, it likes to just sit back and 
play defense. Yeah, it's not a pillow fort so much as you lay fucking Keltrops out in front and go, no, no, just take your shoes off when you come inside. That's all I ask. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, does anyone remember what Nelson was running? <sighs> Wasn't it Marchesa? No. That's kind of what I was thinking too, actually. I thought it was Marchesa. Well, he can go in and edit it if he wants to He can to fix it. it. Anyway, Nelson was there. Nelson didn't win, and Nelson's not here now. So, uh, I, I brought to the table uh, my Golos Tireless Pilgrim deck. Uh, I don't, I don't know technically if it is my best deck, as I've only played it once prior, uh, and I threw it in there because I'm like, you know what, this deck has a 100% win rate, so it's probably in my top five. It is a Maze's End winning by, or winning by Gates deck, and the first time I ran it, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. I won I, exactly what it was supposed to do. I won by Maze's End, and that was it. I put it on the shelf, and I never touched it again. So I dusted it off for the gauntlet. I didn't make any changes to it, and I ran it again because, again, best win percentage of any of my decks. So it is. It's got to be top five, and it went well. I would say it went well. Deck is bullshit. Um, that yeah, answers, the deck is that answers your question. <laughs> the deck is bullshit. I'm I'm tiptoeing around, just going, yes, of course I fucking won, and now Golos is two and zero, and everyone's sucking it. So, um, but we'll we'll go with Teach. You are here. Nelson was not. Uh, uh, you were knocked out first. How do you how do you feel like uh how do you feel like your deck performed overall? Um, highs, <clears throat> lows, shortcomings, fantastic game moments you had. My deck performed exactly the way it was supposed to. Uh, play enchantments, draw cards from playing enchantments. Um, just get some sort of little engine going is the uh, is the dream. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't. You get did the, get a good. You did get a good engine going, if I recall. Uh, at, at 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 one point, I was um, drawing a bunch of cards and, and using Amareth to put more cards into my hand. Um, I dropped a, uh, I had a strong start with, um, Sylvan Library, uh, and I started, uh, 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 the last time I played Sylvan Library, I decided I wanted to be more aggressive with it, so this game, I was paying four life and eight life, like, every turn, just keeping everything, so I got, <laughs> I got through my deck very quickly, um, I played, uh, uh, uh Chris tried playing... Uh, smothering tithe a few times, and I, uh, I would use uh, oblivion Banishing effects light. To, to to get rid of it. Um, Banishing light I used once. Detention sphere I used once. Um, <laughs> after we got them back, uh, so most of my life loss just came from myself. Uh, but I think it was well worth it. Um, developing the board in the way that I did. Um, but in the end, I was taken out first because Chris was making a fantastic play, which uh, uh, he ended up dealing like ten plus damage to all of us at the same time, yeah, and I just and happened didn't... to be in range. <laughs> so it wasn't malicious on his part. Uh, yeah, Justin was attacking me with. Was it your wandering? What was it? The guy that I think oh. it was the power and toughness equal to the number of different oh, land names. Oh, uh, awakened, awakened amalgam. Because I, think, I only, yeah. re I only really had like two creatures out for most of that game, not counting my commander. Yes. Um, yes, Teej I believe he was. Teej made a copy of my commander and did I, more. 
did more with my co- or with his copy of my commander than I did with mine. <laughs> I yeah, I did. I may, I used um um uh, clever impersonator yeah, to make did. a copy of Golos uh, simply because I with Birds of Paradise and Mana Vault on board, not Mana Vault, um, Mana Confluence. I was able to generate all five colors of mana, and I was able to <laughs> activate my Golos. Uh, I only did it once. And I kind of whiffed on it. Um, yeah. I did, get, I did get a land, but it wasn't the the three giant enchantments I was hoping to pull. Um, but I did. I, I was able to activate my Golos before Chanel was able to activate his. So that was a little win. In my defense, though, as as I was kind of talking with Chris about his uh, Niv Mizzet and its activation, uh, Golos. If you if you're not aware, uh, you pay one of each one of each color mana plus two uh, two generic. Exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn without paying their mana cost. If I exile the top three and I hit three gates and I don't have three land drops that turn, I now exiled my Wincon with no way of getting it back. That's true. So I am super cautious to use that ability. He's there primarily for the ETB, and then this deck can generate enough land drops per turn where I can use that without fear, but I need to have the board state for it, so... That's, that is my yeah. one, like, eh, there's, there's, there's a reason why you were better with my commander than I was, but <laughs> anyway, yeah, Chris, there's you gave me his, I, I swung at you with, with yeah, a like a 10-10. Where you don't yes. utilize and all my I amalgam. Sometimes just one ability on a commander is enough to make it worth playing. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, yeah. I, I had I had a Brash Taunter in play, uh, but instead yes. of blocking with him, I, uh, I cast Flash Conscription, using uh, white mana, as well as red, uh, to gain control of Tejas Commander, who was Rith, I believe, that he had all... Amareth. Amareth, that's right. It was Amareth this week. Um, Blocked with the Amareth, gave it lifelink, and then I cast Arcbond, targeting the the Amareth. So all ten damage that was dealt to it was dealt to each other player and each creature... God, so Teach took, was. and you gained all the life that it dealt back. So because you it, gave it lifelink, so yes. it was huge. <laughs> um, so it was, so yeah. Teach took the ten from the Arc Bond, and then the ten that was dealt to the Brash Taunter to eliminate yeah. him. Uh, also, also, uh, Stuffy Doll. I had yeah my other creature the stuffy doll. doll that I had targeted <laughs> Teach because Teach's engine was revving very very loudly. And, again, I don't know what Amareth's, like, overall kill is other than just having a lot of enchantments and then I think Opalescence to swing for lethal, usually. Yeah, that, uh, the two main win cons are, are Opalescence and, and Starfield of Mix uh, is one of them, turning all my enchantments into creatures, uh, or Sigil of the Empty Throne, which gives me yep. an angel token every time I play an enchantment, and um, Sandworm Convergence, which just gives me sandworms at the <laughs> end of my turn. And creatures can't attack me unless they have flying. Uh, so those are my two win conditions. Yeah, and I was worried with the amount of cards you were going through that you were going to get it much, much quicker than I was going to get all ten gates. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, yeah, I, I, I targeted you with Stuffy Doll, and I appreciate that after you were eliminated, you still took the Stuffy Doll damage that I kept asking you to take. Of course! <laughs> I, think, I think the game ended. Uh, I lost when I was at negative one, but I was at negative twelve by the time the game was over. <laughs> yes. Uh, I may or may not have activated Stuffy Doll to ping itself, even 
even when it wouldn't have benefited anyone in the game just, just because cause. it was funny um so chris you took out uh Tiege and then uh what 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 happened man you had me you had me dead to rights i thought i did but then alt wincon happened yeah it came back basically because i was at i was at 11 by the time Tiege was gone yep. and i believe was nelson taken out around that same time i believe so because he, he was he was still longer he was still well no he was still in the game when you it was just it was Tiege was out and then you you uh you him and i yes um but you guys were both setting up and i had i had gotten out i believe i was at like gate count six or seven you were at and seven and i thought and i thought I had, I had another turn yeah and i had maze's end out I was sitting on Reshape the Earth, which is a spell for nine mana that lets you get any ten lands out of your deck that you want and put them into play. And I knew if I cast that when I could afford it, I would immediately get hated off the board with combat damage and only having a few creatures to block it, there was nothing I could do. So to keep myself not a target, I did not cast Reshape the Earth when I could. I also didn't flaunt the fact that I could start tutoring out... Um, gates with mazes end because then i'm dialing up slowly but until i hit 10 i'm just letting everyone know when they should prioritize me so i waited until i had 14 mana available to do reshape the earth and activate and you drop me in response from 11 to 4 but couldn't quite get that last four points of damage so i won with the mazes end trigger holy crap yeah yeah Sorry, sorry. That was a that was a a, a side note. Um, as as we're recording this podcast, uh, I'm cataloging more more cards that I have, and I just stumbled <laughs> upon I just stumbled upon Karmic Justice, and and I don't know why this isn't already in Amareth. Uh, oh, three men enchantment. Whenever they break away. your stuff, you break theirs. Exactly. Yeah, it's like that's, you're reading the card. It's right in my <laughs> right here in my Fire Song and Sun Speaker deck. I'm looking at it right now. Oh. I too just have memorized most of the magic cards, <laughs> so I don't need to hold them in my hands. <laughs> anyway, didn't mean to so, derail the conversation. No, no, no. I just thought for like, oh, holy crap! Like, yeah, thanks, Teach. I thought it was a good decision to make, and that it, it played was, it very well. It was well. a good decision. Oh no, 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 Chanel, not you, not you. Random <laughs> shit that's been more interesting on the side here. <laughs> not more interesting, just different interesting. Yes, more, more applicable to me. Teach. <laughs> um, Listen, but yeah, if, Chris. If you're oh, gonna, sorry, if, what you're gonna co- if you're gonna co-star with me on Teach's homebrew magic, then you're gonna have to get used to stuff like this. Yeah, that's fair. I still enjoy when you logged on and I went hello and you went hey it's me, <laughs> and then just fucking nothing. <laughs> like okay, oh it's Teach. Okay, good, good, we got it. Like there was a few options, but uh, so Chris. How do you think your deck, despite losing, how do you think it performed overall? Um, I, I think it performed great. Um, if, if not for like the, the alternate win con of Maze's End, I, I'm fairly certain I would have won the game. To be honest, I um, have to agree with you on that. <laughs> um, it's I, um, the few times I've only run this deck maybe five times, and it always seems to be right there. Like it, it sizes really well to the threats it's facing. Like the larger, you know, the attack you're throwing at me. Like the larger, the the damage you're taking. It just it scales so well to what my opponents are doing. 
Um, it always seems You're to have the answers, um, not the answers rarely target. So it gets around all kinds of things like hexproof. Um, and you definitely seem to be able to not only redirect back, but just to make it hit everyone equally, which yes. is which is huge. Because if you can only stop one one aggro player, everyone else who's not aggro is just sitting there watching you two duke it out. But your deck your deck brings the fight from one opponent to every other opponent. Yeah, it's I. It, this, this deck is rapidly becoming one of my my favorites to play, and probably the least favorites for my my opponents. <laughs> Not because it wins, just because it's gotta be annoying. Like, yeah, it, is it uh, safe? Tell, can I can tell, I attack? Tell everyone what you did to me and Alex that one game with the oh I didn't know this deck could do this combo. <laughs> I mean, come on! It was like what turn? It was four, no turn three. It was it was turn three. I remember because <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I. I cast Wheel of Misfortune. I uh, I think I bid like three hundred thousand life. <laughs> no, no, you. It was it was only thirty thousand. You were very conservative. Okay, and then I, I packed of negationed it. Not negation. Packed of uh, intervention packed. What's the white one? Intervention packed. Maybe I don't know. The I'm one pretty. That the one that prevents damage, it's from Future Sight, and it prevents the damage, and then instead of taking damage, you gain that much life. So I tried to yeah. deal myself, like, what, did you say 30,000? Yeah. And then I did that, and I wound up gaining 30,000. Yeah, Intervention Pact, you're right. Uh, the next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent that damage. You gain life equal to the damage prevented this way. So turn three, I went up to 30,000 life, and then just kind of <laughs> wrote it out. Yeah, there wasn't much the rest of us could do. <laughs> it was that's one of those combos I stumbled into ass first. I truly yep. did not know that was in there. I I love that combo. I think it's a fantastic thing. I hate that it's possible to be played against me. <laughs> as somebody and who's generally yeah, as someone they say life gain is a crappy strategy. Oh my god, yeah. When it's just nope. It doesn't matter. You have ninety, you know, whatever. You you have eighty turns because that's when you mill yourself out from just waiting for this fucking game to end. You can't deal me thirty thousand in eighty turns. Maybe you shouldn't be playing Magic. Asterisk still would have lost to Maze's End. <laughs> yes, which is why uh, as I think we even pointed out during the game it was an advantageous matchup for me and a poor one for you, just yep. because. I rarely need to attack in that deck. Uh, I had Awakened Amalgam out, which has power and toughness equal to the number of differently named lands you control, and I have a lot of differently named lands in that deck. And I uh, I believe turn one I went Wasteland into Soul Ring, turn two dropped another land into uh, Awakened Amalgam. So on turn two I got out a 2-2 that just started growing by one and two and sometimes three each turn. Yeah, I took a couple of hits from that. <clears throat> yeah. So, not normally an aggro deck, but the deck has the potential to hit hard if needed. There's also a um, Gate Colossus in there, because I have to throw every single card that says Gate in the Gates deck. It's important. Don't know if I have Gates Ablaze. I should have Gates Ablaze. I'm almost positive I have Gates Ablaze. I don't know why I said that. I'm just acting out now for attention. <laughs> um, so, uh, do we want to talk about what we've got next in the Chambers? Because I'm I'm bringing Golos back to the table to try and go three and zero. 
Sure. Uh, two and two two and oh. No, no. Okay. Golos oh, I see, yeah, yeah, I see where was saying, only right? ever my Golos as a deck independent of the Gauntlet is a two and O deck. Yes, if he goes three and O, I will be ecstatic. I have never built an EDH deck that good, that consistent, that cup powerful. But. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind going through through deck choices or, or whatever. That's some good discussion. Yeah. Why did? What is your number two, and why is it number two in in your gauntlet? Um. Well, my number two. Uh, next week, I'm bringing to the table. Um, Niv Mizzet. Uh, Niv Mizzet <sighs> Parun. Uh, it is Fucking number two. Guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> well, Golos, you had a good run. <laughs> it's number two because, again, I'm playing these in order from lowest win percentage to highest. Uh, and of the five that I chose, this is the next lowest at 31%. Okay. Um, and again, this is one of this is one of the decks that 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 got uh, some recent changes, which is why I'm excited to try it out. I got a bunch of uh, Strixhaven stuff in this deck. Um, the the little storm kiln guy that makes treasures whenever I cast a spell. He is fantastic. Um, yeah, it's like a I already have Bergy God of Who's in the deck, uh, and she's good. <laughs> Storyteller. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's just a second one of those, but the treasures stick around, uh, uh, and they're any color. Um, and then something the deck uh, kind of lacks is, um, despite the fact that it's a wheel deck. Most of the cards are discard and then draw the many, however many you discarded. Um, so I need ways to like increase that size, and I've got a couple. Uh, but Strixhaven also brought a cool um, wizard guy. I'm awful with card names, um, <laughs> uh, so I will call him Wizard Guy. Uh, but he has uh, Magecraft. Whenever I cast or copy a spell, I draw a card. Um, so that so. right there is going to increase all of the wheels that I make um, at the very least keeping my hand at parity uh, play a wheel, draw a card before the wheel goes off and then draw that many cards um, so there's just a couple of changes um, the deck used to be super counter spell heavy uh, simply because it was um, <clears throat> my preferred method of just protecting my own things, I don't play counter spells uh, to stop you from doing things that you want to do most of the time, I play counter spells to protect my own things. Um, but I, I think I was running too many of them. Uh, I was running, like, I think 10 of them, and, and I have Baral in the deck just as a way. That's a great example of a card where I utilize one of his abilities, uh, making things cheaper to cast, uh, not so much the discard and draw card when you play a counter spell. And I get real nervous every time I see your Baral in that deck hit the table. Just because I have a Baral EDH deck, so I go, God damn it, nothing's ever going to resolve for the rest of this game. <laughs> like, it's it's a good deterrent. It, um, it is, and just his static ability, though, of reducing costs is super handy. It is. Uh, so, I think I, I, I cut back, like, I think I'm, if I remember correctly, like, only five counter spells, so they're still there, but now there's more uh, spot removal things so i can deal with stuff on the board that are threatening okay um but yeah a lot of changes i haven't played this deck since i made all these changes it's been a hot minute uh and i'm excited to bust it out 
Okay. Uh, before I before I ask Chris same question, I have to th I have to ask T right now on the spot. Are you gunning for me specifically going into game two? Of course. Damn it. Okay. Fine. Chris. To be fair. To be yes. fair. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. I'm gunning for you. Ah, oh, damn it. To be fair. I was just gonna ask what you're running, but shit. Now that I know, everyone's out for me. <laughs> um, I play Niv Mizzet uh, with the intent of because uh, oops, I dropped something. Um, his ability: uh, uh, whenever I draw a card, it deals one damage to any target. Um, and I try to spread that out as evenly as possible amongst all my opponents unless I can take somebody out. Because there's, in my mind, there's no point in pointing 10 damage directly at somebody's face uh, if I'm not going to kill them, because it's just going to piss one player off, mm -hmm. as opposed to spreading it out evenly, uh, then then people are just annoyed and not angry. So, um, I'm not going to, I'm still going to play it that way, because that's the way the deck is designed to play. Okay. But... If I have uh, Ad advance any... advance the game without making yourself a specific target, and I think yes. that's something we try to do generally as a group. Yeah, we we, we don't try to hit people off more... the table too no. quickly. Yeah. Um, but yes, if I have any extra damage, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna deal ten damage and I have three opponents, the four is always going to go to Chanel. Okay, that's fair. The Chanel curve. The, the Chanel, Chanel curve. curve. I like that. The Chanel curve. <laughs> Rounding up for Schnell. Get him. <laughs> uh, Chris, what is your what is your deck to, and uh, what 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 are you bringing? Why are you bringing it? Why is it um, two in your gauntlet? I I'm running Arami of the Dreadtide. 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 Oh. Sorry. Uh, for week two. Um, also, re I recently tweaked this deck. I don't know why I'm shocked and upset every time I hear your guys' decks because I've played against all these, <laughs> and of course the point of this is your best decks, and I just go fuck. I hate what Arami can do. Like <laughs> even when you don't, uh, even when you don't combo off and win, it's just so stupid. But that's why it's only number two uh, in the gauntlet because I took yeah. out all the infinite combos that I that I was aware of. Um. I, yeah, I replaced probably 20% of the deck since I ran it last. So much like Tej, um, I'm just eager to, to run it again. Um, it is. It's way down here at the bottom of the list, though, because I, I don't know what it's capable of now. Um, okay. the, the top three are, are better known quantities. Um, for all I know, this thing could shit a brick, or it could like wipe everybody out. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, all I heard was this deck's either gonna shit or wipe or wipe. Yep, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Not both. That's fair. Um, but yeah, like I said, um, the fastest oracle is gone. The mirror mad phantasm is gone, and I just replaced okay. it with other things. Um, I know <laughs> you had asked me asked me at one point. Uh, recently, if I uh, had any ev like evasion in there for like these copies, yes, yeah, I did include okay. some of that. Um, but like things like consuming aberration have gone in, and like <laughs> other uh, more efficient like card draw things or like ways to wipe opponents' creatures, steal creatures, just more 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 interactive creatures were added. Okay. So you're not just focusing on the ETB death triggers, but intending on some stuff to actually stick around long enough. Yes, yes. Things okay. like uh, Sundial of the uh, Sundial of the Infinite. Is that the one that ends the turn? 
Oh god, yes. yeah. So you just yes. don't have so to So I don't worry have to sack the tokens. Yep. That's Yeah, stuff like that. That's mean. I like that. That's good. Is ah. it is that it? Sundial of the Infinite? Yes, that is I'm that, that's out. one that that's allows right you one. to um otherwise there's like a, a obusk or something like that. I don't know. There but that's a the legendary creature out of Commander Legends that also oh, yeah. lets you Oh, Becca. I oh, Becca. That's Brute Chronologist. I don't know why I couldn't remember the, the name Obeka <laughs> when my wife's name is Becca. <laughs> <laughs> and she always does that thing, and then I go, oh, oh Becca. Oh, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> you chronologist, you. We're all, ad- we're all adults. Yes. All right. Um, what are you playing next week? Oh yeah, Golos. That's right. I'm playing Golos. <laughs> I picked it because he's undefeated, and you guys are all bitches. So I'm gonna talk <laughs> as much smack as I want because you're gunning for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm very excited to see Golos run again because, uh, not to again toot my own horn, which I love. It's freshly polished and everything. Um, but Golos, this game did not do 90% of the super bullshitty land ramp things that Golos can and should have been do- like doing. I didn't see my scape shift, my summer bloom, uh, my open the gates for that matter. I think I saw an explore. Um, Uru, I'm, I'm excited to actually see that friggin' Titan show up at least twice in a game and help sneak gates into play. <laughs> Because he broke the gate on his escape from hell. Get it? It's thematic, so I get plus one when he comes into play. Got it. I like it. Plus, yes. Um, but no, this deck can be a lot more cheaty fast than it was. So I am a little bit concerned that now I know for for a fact two out of the three of you will be gunning for me. Nelson's still up in the air. Maybe he won't gun for me. We'll <laughs> find out. Uh, but I still, I still think... The alliance stands. I still think I have a legitimate, a legitimate chance. So, uh, with that, do we ask what know... uh, Nelson's going to play? Do we pretend he'll be a factor? Or... No, we're not going to make him. We're not going <laughs> to well, make him uh, okay. edit in his own quarter of the uh, conversation here. But I was I just going to point out. I believe we he's are at... playing his his Darien deck, and it's going to be really funny when he doesn't draw single planes. Oh my god, <laughs> he fucking somehow would. Like I love the guy. All colorless but he sources. Cannot, he cannot keep a good <laughs> opening hand to save his life or win a game. Poor Nelson. Poor Nelson. Can't keep a but, good opening hand to shit or wipe. Yes. Uh, but with where we are right now in both conversation and time, we are at seventy-five percent uh, occupancy. Occupancy. So we are at about seventy-five percent of our normal time length. So that's Weird. probably it's solid. How that happens. Yeah, it's almost like uh, one-fourth of us weren't here to talk and fill in that last few minutes. So, uh, tune in to wherever you find our VDH games, our Video Dragon Highlander, patent pending, uh, as well as, I know I have also heard, I always hear Nelson say Stitcher and Podbean and iHeartRadio and other yes. stuff. So, wherever you're listening to this podcast, it will probably be... <coughs> all of our future podcasts available on that one as well. So wherever, wherever, you know, quality, organic, GMO-free uh, podcasts are preserved on the internet. Sustainably um, harvested podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's not much child labor because we don't let Delaney play with us anymore, so that's <sighs> a thing. Um, 
But yeah, tune in next time. Uh, contact us via social media, whatever channels we have available, and tell us we suck or tell us you like our decks. I recently found out if you search, because I love the website Architect, yes. by the way. <laughs> if you Google Architect Schnell, you can look at all my decks. You don't even have to like go to any special steps. It's Top just search. Architect Schnell. Hey, oh. Schnell on Architect. There he is. So, I thought you were going to bring up Google Teach 2020 again. No, 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 no. That was no, no. that was also a good search. <laughs> As it is, I'm I'm like three computers since that happened. I've had to keep burning hard drives and wiping <laughs> IP addresses and stuff. I don't even know that much. Uh, so tune in next time. Enjoy what you can. Have a good day. Don't drink it, scribe.